Hey friends, welcome back to another Seed Talk with Lisa and Lane. Hey Lane. Hello. Friends, we're so glad you've joined us here today. And if this is your first time, welcome aboard. And if you want to learn a little bit more about what we are all about and our mission, um, you can find that over at thegardenersworkshop.com. And friends, we would just love to have you come over for a visit. Um, so Lane, what are we talking about today? So a few weeks ago, back in episode 57, we talked about cool flowers transplant timing and what to do if you started a little early and you're needing to hold your transplants back. But now we're going to be talking about kind of the opposite problem of that. And it's a very common question we hear, did I miss my window to plant my cool flowers this fall? And how do I know if it's too late? Oh, excellent. You're right. That is a common question. It is. So we're just going to walk through that and try to give you the tools to help determine whether or not it's too late for you. Great. Okay. So we've talked a lot of times before about how the ideal cool flowers planting time in the fall is either getting your transplants in the ground or direct seeding around six to eight weeks before your first expected fall frost based on historical averages. Yeah. And planting at that time is going to help you reap all the benefits of fall planting. And it's also going to give you the best chances of having the ideal plant size going into winter. Right. So Lisa, what is the ideal plant size going into winter? We've talked before about how you actually don't want the plants to get too big because they can be more susceptible to damage during the winter. But what if the plants are too small? What are some of the risks to planting too late? Sure. So, you know, and it's literally, it is the same for direct seeding and transplants, right? The size of the plants right. and those that you have pictured, you know, if you haven't, if you've not watched our podcast over on the YouTube channel, highly recommend it because Lane really selects just really great images to represent what we're talking about. And so what, what you have to think about is once your cold weather starts, that first freeze starts, which hopefully indicates that your winter conditions are setting in, your plants kind of slide into dormancy and they need to have a little bit of substance to be able, it's kind of like, you know, how a bear eats a lot of food before he goes into hibernation. Well, it's basically the same situation with your plants yeah. um, and they need to have a little bit of top growth, um, some root, some root growth to get established before they shut the doors of going in for winter. And so for me, these pictured that you selected are like perfect going into winter size. They are obviously well-established. They're probably more like five to seven inch tall plants, but you can tell that they're happy and they're healthy and they're ready for winter to hit them. So the risk to planting too late is just that they might not be able to get established before that really cold weather sets in. Exactly. And particularly when you're talking about direct seeding, I mean, that's the real challenge of going late. Okay. So the first question you need to ask yourself, if you're wondering if you still have time to plant is, are you talking about starting transplants or are you talking about direct seeding? Why is that distinction important, Lisa? Sure. So when you're start talking about transplants, those are being started indoors where you are in control and providing all the conditions they need for the seeds to sprout quickly and efficiently, right? Well, if you plant laid out in the garden, you kind of miss that window of those required temperatures to actually get those seeds to break dormancy and sprout. Um, and when it's just too cold outside, 
literally those seeds will just sit there and wait for their preferred conditions, even if that means next spring. But when that happens, of course, you've missed the whole opportunity of the benefit of fall planting, right? Right. So the transplants, like we've mentioned before, you have a little more wiggle room, the direct seeding, you still need some warmth in the soil so you don't have quite as much wiggle room there. And now we're going to talk about how to determine if you might be too late, depending on whether you're direct seeding or planting transplants. So the next step is to consider the weather and check your forecast. So if you're direct seeding, Lisa, what would you be looking for in the forecast to know if it's too late or not? So too late would be, I would, that means I'd be looking at the daytime afternoon temperatures. Um, and in a perfect world, 65 to 75 degree days are really perfect. Warmer than that, a little bit warmer than that is okay. But if you're looking at the two week forecast and it's not going to get above 55, let's just say, or lower, you know, that's going to just, that's like, really slows that process down. And what that means is if it really slows the seed developing within the little seedling developing inside that seed, that means that it's going to be really, really slow to sprout, which means it's getting colder and colder and colder. And all of a sudden that little seed is just going to go into dormancy and never sprout. And we find that to be a really common struggle for people. Um, Cause you, but guess, because guess what doesn't um, sit and sit dormant are weed seeds. Um, you know, chickweed and a lot of those will germinate at lower temperatures than most of our flowers will. And how many weeks out do you like to see those temperatures if you were thinking of direct seeding? At least two. And interestingly, you know, so this is mid-October and I direct sowed last week. Um, and I have looked at the two-week forecast probably every day, and it's a perfect world. I mean, we're looking at 65 to 75 degree days, and the nights are in the 50s. And we've had a little cool rain, and that is like a perfect um, a perfect storm for direct seeding. But without those warm days, the process just, it's like pouring concrete into the process and slowing it down. Yeah. And we should also say we're not saying that it can't work if you try to direct seed outside of those conditions when it's colder. It's just that those conditions are going to give you the best chances of success. And then on top of that, it's just going to make the entire process easier. Exactly. Because if you plant late, you're going to have to A, you're going to have to use row covers to help provide some heat, right? To warm up the days, make the most of that sunshine you're getting. But you're also going to have to do additional hoeing um, to keep cool season weeds from at bay while you're waiting on the seed. Always planting into the optimal conditions just makes it quicker. Quicker means less work in the long run and a better plant. Right. Okay. So now let's say you're thinking of starting transplants. How would you look at the weather and the forecast to determine if it's too late to start your transplants? You know, unless, you know, where where we are, um, we typically don't get into super deep cold um, for our region until mostly January and February. Sometimes it'll happen in December. But if the ground is not frozen and I am equipped, which I am, with hoops and row covers, and the beds are prepared. That's the big thing. The later you wait, the wetter the soil gets, and then it never dries out. So if you're thinking, I want, I still need to do this, the first thing you have to do is make your beds immediately if the soil is dry enough, then start your seeds. Um, it's securing a place to put them. 
um, because I feel fairly confident for me here, we can plant into colder conditions. I mean, even freezing days um, if the ground is not frozen because hooping and covering really generates a very um, hospitable conditions underneath the row cover with the black topped beds of the Bio360. So Lisa, you're saying if you're planning on hooping and row covering, as long as the ground isn't frozen on your transplant date, whenever you actually go to put the seedlings into the ground, you would go ahead and give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, it's a last, it's a Hail Mary, right? So something else that'd be at the top of my list, if you're facing this question now, is to write on your calendar for next year, when is the proper time to start so it doesn't happen to you again? Because most of us just, it creeps up on us and you don't realize, right? Um, But the later you plant, the higher risk of a problem. But we have great success planting transplants later than we should have when we take these additional steps to ensure that they're cozy out there, cuddling them a little bit more that's not required when you plant at the right time. And for people that live where the ground doesn't freeze, they can, in theory, continue planting throughout the winter. Yes. And, you know, my I think that they're figuring out when they should actually plant cool flowers. You know, I think of people in zones 8B and 9 where they have can have really mild winters. Their biggest challenge is they can pretty much plant every cool flower, um, not necessarily maybe in what we consider fall because they're still having warm conditions at that time. But the goal would be to get your cool flowers planted, whether direct sown or transplant, six to eight weeks before the coolest period of time during winter because you want them to become established in cool soil. That's what builds that rock solid foundation. Yeah. So if someone has already had a frost and they're asking the question, is it too late for me to put transplants in the ground? Would your answer still be as long as the ground isn't frozen? Yeah. And just know I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket because, you know, the second window of opportunity is transplant, you know, very early spring. So I would definitely give it a try because you never know what the weather's going to do. It may warm up again, which happens here all the time now. So yes. it's worth it's worth the chance. Yes. Okay. The third point, if you're worried that you're starting late or if you know you're starting late, is just plan on hooping and covering those transplants or your direct seated beds with lightweight row cover to create a little bit of a cozier environment for your plants. And, you know, I think that for me, I so underestimated how powerful that lightweight row cover is because people have often mentioned, oh, you only use the light one. Well, yes, just simply blocking the wind and concentrating that heat. And particularly when I use Bio 360, like we do the black film really creates, uh, I mean, you almost buy yourself a month or more back. And then if I ever feel the need, like when we had that polar vortex or whatever they called it last year, where during the month of December, we went down to nine and 11 degrees for over a week. And that's longer. We don't usually get to single digits, usually the teens, and it's not for that long. Um, I threw down an extra cover. I double covered my beds just for goodwill for me so I could sleep, right? So don't underestimate the power of a lightweight row cover. And the lightweight row cover is really key if you're doing these late plantings. It really does make a difference. Yes. 
would you ever row cover a space? Let's say you decide you're going to start some transplants now. You know you're already a bit later than you'd want. Would you ever row cover, hoop and row cover a bed in advance of putting your transplants in the ground just to get that ground a little cozier and more warmed up while it's waiting for them? That is such a good question because yes, in fact, I have. I haven't done it in the fall, but we have hooped and covered beds that we made our optimal spring planting is typically our first one is mid-April. And oftentimes the beds are made up to six weeks before that time, depending on the weather. I have, in fact, hooped and covered those empty beds just to concentrate the warmth and warm the bed. And, you know, we did all these little tests, you know, had thermometers underneath the beds. Um, And again, it's not that It's the lack of wind blowing across the soil constantly that really made the difference. So yes, that is, you know, does it make a huge difference? No, but when you do everything else and you do that also, it adds to it. And this is Ag 19 row cover we're talking about here. Just remind everyone, what temperatures would you consider it too hot during the day that you might want to pull that row cover back off? So for cool season hardy annuals, um, you know, here in Virginia, we typically can get a 70 degree day in the middle of January. So I look at the forecast again. And when I see the daytime temperatures, and let's assume you've been cold, I put row covers up when it's going below 25 degrees at night. And then once they're up, I consider taking them down when it's going above 50 or 55 during the days because you just don't want to overheat and overstimulate those plants to break dormancy. Lisa, when you have done later plantings or winter plantings, do you notice any difference from your plantings that you got in on time? You know, um, you might get longer stems from earlier plantings. It really depends on the variety you're talking about. Um, I'm thinking of one particular, I think the best Amazon Sweet William that I ever grew were some tiny plants, which we never dreamed would survive. We planted them in January. We had a space and a bed left. The transplants literally got forgotten. They just sat in the room um, and we totally forgot about them. We planted them in January and they produced some of the tallest, strongest stems of Amazon, but they didn't branch. You know, so it's the, so there's pros and cons. I can't explain exactly why that happened, but that was like, oh my gosh, I am for now on going to be planting all things, no matter what time it is, even if we forget them. Would you say that these winter time plantings or late plantings, do they still have more of the fall planting benefits than a very early spring planted? Perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then the last point we wanted to make First of all, like Lisa mentioned, do make sure to note in your calendar or wherever you keep your notes for next year so that you remember to start on time. But the answer to the question, is it too late? It's really never too late. It just depends on which season you're looking at. So yes, maybe for you in your situation, maybe the ground is frozen and it is too late for you to fall plant some cool flowers, but it's not too late to plan for your very early spring plantings of cool flowers. Or let's say it's spring where you live and maybe you missed your window for planting your very early spring cool flowers. You can always look forward to the warm season ahead and planting all summer. So it's never too late. It just depends on which season you're actually looking at. You know, Lane, that's such a great point. And, you know, we have to stop looking over our shoulder at what you think you're laid on. You just pick up. That's the the joy of succession planting is there's always something to be done in or for your succession planted garden. And um, you just pick up where you are 
And those things that you wish you'd have done, write them on your calendar at the appropriate time so it doesn't happen to you again. Um, I mean, I've said many times here in the Mid-Atlantic, we farm year round. We only take December off because we want to take a month off from farming, but we could continue to do things. We might not be cutting flowers, but there's much to be done. And so that's very, very true. And that's, we have to shift gears and stop beating ourselves up and just pick up where you come into the story. Yeah. So if you've missed one opportunity, sometimes it's best to just let it go and just look forward to all the great things you're going to be planting in the next season. Exactly. Okay, well, that does it for this episode of Seed Talk. Hope that helped answer the question of, is it too late to plant my cool flowers this fall? Thank you so much for joining us as always. And we always appreciate when you leave ratings or reviews in a podcast app or likes and comments over on YouTube. And always be sure to follow or subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. So thank you so much for joining us again. All right, friends. So we're going to wrap up another seed talk and remember to drop in at thegardenersworkshop.com. Until we meet again, friends. Ciao. Bye.